Hey, what's up, guys? I'm super excited because I feel like I've just stumbled across something really, really cool. Uh, Jeff, the guy who does like a lot of Quasar extensions, posted something in um in the Quasar chat recently about an f- upcoming um, framework called... Uh, what's it called? It's called Uno CSS. And that's what I want to talk about in this podcast. And I'm just going to give, give a little bit of the history of um, CSS utility first frameworks. And if you don't know what that means, don't worry, I'll explain it in a second. Um, and then kind of tell you why I'm really ridiculously excited about Uno CSS, this new f- um, framework that Anthony Fu has created. I also want to talk a little bit about Anthony Fu as well, because this guy is, he's on the View core team, and some of the work he's doing is just nuts. He's probably made your life so much easier, and you don't even know it with um, some of the GitHub packages that he has. If you want to just like... Um, if you want to just discover a whole bunch of cool things, just go to Anthony Fu's GitHub page and just, just just go through some of his latest packages. It's really insane, some of the work that he's done. But anyway, I'm particularly interested in Uno CSS. So he wrote this article recently called Reimagining Atomic CSS and gave a little bit of the history of Atomic CSS um, uh, frameworks. And so the one that you're probably mostly familiar with is either Tailwind CSS, Windy CSS, or Tachyon CSS. And so Tachyons is one of the first ones that was created, which basically gave you these utility classes. So um, they're those classes where you can basically say M2, for example, to say margin two, or MT2 to say margin top two, or sometimes there's dashes in there, depends on the, the CSS framework that you're using. And so the one that became really popular eventually was Tailwind CSS, which is created by a guy called, um, oh, damn it, his name's escaping me, um, Adam Watham. Right, and I'm a big fan of Adam Wathams. Of um, he's a Laravel developer, and he's a really interesting, um, basically thinker in the Laravel community. And he runs this podcast called uh, Full Stack Radio that I really love listening to. Hasn't done a post in a while though, because he's been full on working on Tailwind uh, CSS. But anyway, so the idea of Tailwind CSS was basically this: you get a massive, massive file of CSS utility classes, right? And I mean massive, like megabytes in size. But then, and, and that basically allows you in development to throw in uh, any of these utility classes that you need. So you've got like everything you can imagine. You've got margin extra small, margin medium, margin large, margin large hover, you know, a whole bunch of classes, which means that you've got megabytes of CSS. And the idea is then what they do is when you build it for production, it purges out all of the CSS being used. So if you didn't use any of those utility classes, um, and then you pushed it to production, you would actually end up with nothing in your CSS file. So that's how they solve the problem of taking all these utility classes, making it easy to develop because you could use any of them out of the box, but then they would squish it um, by basically purging out everything that wasn't used. All right. And then Windy comes along, right? And Windy CSS um, uh, comes up with this concept called, uh, I can't remember what they called it. I can't one of them calls it the JIT compiler. I can't remember if it's Wind or Tailwind. Um, but anyway, they come up with this concept where they flip that, and instead of purging the CSS, uh, they build the CSS um, library. They build the CSS as you go. So, for example, if you say margin dash top dash small, it will then create a margin top small. Um, because it's noticed that you've put it into your HTML. So hopefully that makes sense. It's like they've kind of flipped it by saying, okay, what utility classes can I see in here? 
okay, cool, now let's make the CSS file. Whereas the way it used to be done is you would get everything by default and then it would purge it at production, all right? If I haven't explained that very well, it doesn't really matter that much anyway. So, so and then Tailwind basically was like, um, this is a cool idea, and they brought that into their framework, and there was the, like a big blow-up about that, but I don't want to go into it because, you know, people thinking that their idea was taken without attribution or whatever. Uh, but, you know, you can go Twitter the crap out of that if you're interested. So, anyway, that's kind of a little bit of a background of um, how we got to the state where, we at ne- where we're at now with these utility-first um, CSS classes. Now, I actually just did a podcast before this one saying, I don't think it makes sense to use these frameworks in Quasar unless you feel like you desperately need them. Ever since I discovered Uno CSS, though, my opinion changed within the space of about 20 minutes after reading this article, all right? And the idea of Uno CSS is that it's kind of like it's kind of like one level lower of Tailwind CSS or Windy CSS or Tachyons. And basically, the idea is it's kind of a, a framework for building um, CSS frameworks. So I think he calls it an engine in the article. So he ca- rather than think of it as a framework, it's um, it's an engine. And let me just find some examples here. Basically, it follows that same sort of just-in-time strategy, but it allows you to build out these little um, rule sets yourself. So you can say, for example, let's have a rule where m-1 gives me a margin that's got 0.25 REM, for example, right? You can easily just create rules like that. But then what you can do is you can create dynamic rules using regular expressions. And my guess is that this is probably what Tailwind and Windy are doing behind the scenes anyway. But basically, he's creating a tool for building frameworks like Tailwind and Windy. At least that's the way that I'm interpreting it. Um, And so the cool thing about this is um, he was able to create... Uh, a preset, so there's a there's a an Uno CSS preset where you can say, for example, margin ML dash three, which will give you a margin left of three, or you could say ML three, which will give you a margin left of three, you know, without the dash, or you can say ML um, dash five pixels, which will give you a margin left of five pixels. So it basically opens up this massive world of different ways that you can write. Um, this CSS, the, the file size is going to be as small as possible, and you get to basically just write these utility classes in any syntax you like. And then, of course, um, if you don't want to use, uh, if you want to be like more restrictive, then of course you could bring in whatever preset you like. So, for example, Tailwind could have their own Uno CSS preset, which allows you to write CSS in a Tailwind way. And Uno is the one that basically does the work behind making all of that happen. So you can create all of these different flavors. Like, I think it's just like a really brilliant idea. But it gets better. Apparently, um, I don't know if this is Windy's idea. I think it might have been Windy's idea. I probably should have figured this out so I could attribute them properly. But basically, there's a way that you can use attributes to then add CSS classes. So you guys might have seen in the past, for example, where you get these really, really long, um, basically uh, lines of classes, and they get too long at some point. You end up with like a, a class line that goes way off the side of your editor, and it becomes hard to sort of view and understand. And so let me just find the code here. Yeah, there's this thing called attributify mode, um, and this is a feature of the, of the... Here we go. So this is a feature of Windy CSS. 
And it means that rather than having these really, really long classes, you can have an attribute that is BG, for example. So back BG equals, and then you can put all of your colors in there, and it will then convert that to classes, right? So it kind of adds the BG prefix for you. And the cool thing about this, let's just like try and imagine what I'm describing here. You could say, for example, BG equals, and then put in all your background classes. And then you could say text equals, and then put in all of your text classes. So for example, SM for small, and then white. And then underneath that, you could have font equals. Under that, you could have P equals, which gives you all your padding stuff. Under that, you could have border equals. And the cool thing about this is you can now see everything on the page. Rather than having one massive class file, um, you, you can basically read down the page and say, okay, here's all of my background classes. Here's my, all my text classes, all my font classes. So it's basically taking those prefixes and mo moving them to an attribute so that everything gets grouped really nicely. And so that's a windy CSS feature that is now going to be inside of um, Uno CSS as well. So it really is just taking the best of all of these frameworks and smooshing it into one. And now one of the things I thought about when I heard this was, okay, but can I then take one of those Tailwind templates, right? Because um, you know how Tailwind, one of the great things about it is that there's a lot of templates and they've kind of built this really awesome um, ecosystem around this where you can basically pay a subscription I think it's a subscription. I don't know what um, they ended up doing in terms of that, but you, you can pay a certain amount of money and then you get this massive like library of um, HTML templates that you can drop directly into your editor and it will just work. So it's really smart because they're using utility classes, you can drop it in and everything will just work and you can start coding on it straight away. Like I think it's, it's a really nifty, smart idea. Uh, and now... If you're using a framework like Uno CSS, I'm pretty sure, I'm not 100% sure, I've never actually tried this, you could literally still use all of those templates and they would just work. Because essentially, um, you, you, would be, you would still be using the same utility CSS um, classes, uh, but you're just using a different engine behind the scenes. So you could create a Tailwind CSS uh, framework on top of Uno CSS, drop a Tailwind file in there, a, a, like copy paste one of those Tailwind templates, and it would work. I don't know if I'm explaining myself very well, but those of you that understand Tailwind's like whole template thing probably understand. Now, how does this relate to Quasar? So I'm imagining what you could do, and I don't know if Quasar's even interested in doing this. I haven't like ran it by anyone. Um, I, I'm trying to start up some discussions and I, w I want to start up some discussions about it before I just sort of like sort of get my thoughts out there in this podcast first. But imagine this. Imagine if with Quasar, those utility classes you've got, like Q-MT um, for margin top, dash SM for small, imagine if that became more dynamic. So you could say, for example, Q-MT dash whatever the hell you want. So four pixels, small, extra small, extra large, or um, maybe you just want to like remove the dashes entirely. Like all of a sudden, like it opens up this massive world where Quasar could be like, here's the default preset we're going to make available to you. All right, if they're using Uno CSS under the, under the hood, they'll be like, here's how we recommend using this, um, using utility classes with Quasar. However, if you don't like that and you want to write your own, then you can go ahead and just add, you could even like just drop in a Tailwind um, preset and then 
boom, you're using Quasar with Tailwind-like presets. Or you could just drop in a Windy preset. You could drop in a Tachyon's preset. You could drop in a Bootstrap pe- preset. You could custom build your own as you come up with you know, ideas of how you like to write CSS. So I just think that this is an absolutely brilliant idea. Definitely go ahead and check out um, Anthony Foo's uh, blog. So it's probably best to just go to antfu.me, A-N-T-F-U.me, and just it'll be one of the first posts because it's one of his most recent ones. And honestly, check out some of Anthony Fu's other stuff. He is doing some phenomenal, phenomenal stuff. Like, um, for example, he's created this framework that allows you to not this framework, this um webpack slash v plugin that allows you to get, use ref um inside of uh, script setup without having to import ref and same with like computed and use router and a whole bunch of these stuff, these um things that you use all the time in the composition API, like ad nauseum, you don't have to import them anymore. And there's, he's just got so many cool little projects like that, that are just fantastic and make your life so much easier as a developer. That seems to be what he does. He just thinks of ways that he, that he can make life as a developer easier, faster, cleaner, and just build stuff around it. Um, so definitely go ahead and check out some of his stuff on GitHub. So hope you enjoyed this one. I am looking forward to having more conversations about this, um, this kind of stuff in the future. And yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to getting that little bit of extra styling control. To be honest, um, even though I'm excited about it, this doesn't have a lot of implications for me because I find that I never really write any of this stuff anyway because Quasar has already styled everything um, in a way that you know I like it. And I can just use their attributes like I mentioned in the previous podcast. So if I'm really honest, it it actually doesn't have that much of an impact on my life as a developer. But I imagine that there are a ton of you out there who have people that are saying it needs to be designed this way or that way. And you have to basically do things, um, you, you know, you have to design things based on what a designer has given you. And in that case, it would be really useful if Quasar gave a little bit of extra flexibility there um, for a framework like this. So... Anyway, there's some of my thoughts on that. Um, my idea of utility-first um, frameworks is starting to change in terms of how you might want to use it with Quasar uh, in the space of just you know a couple of days, which is good. I think it's important to have a flexible mind around these kinds of things. Um, and when you're presented with better information, you should be you should be um, changing your mind. So anyway, I'm rabbiting on now. Definitely check out quasarcast.com if you want to learn some Quasar-related stuff. Go check out Anthony Fu's stuff. And yeah, thanks so much for listening. And remember that there is nothing you can't build. Bye for now.